Hi, everyone. It's Elizabeth Ortlieb here, live with the Refrigerant Briefing for Spring 2022 event. I am going to just quickly, quickly make sure that it is notified you guys on LinkedIn. Um, I was doing it through the event page, but now I'm just doing it through the main profile page instead. So, um, okay. So I'm going to just wait for a second because I know that sometimes it takes a, there's a little bit of a delay in terms of when it notifies um, the event registries. Um, let's see here. I'm going to see if I can give you guys a link to the live. Okay. Seems like it is live right now. So I'm going to post it in the um, event page because I know some of you guys were like looking for it. So let's see here. There's that. Okay. So can everyone, can everyone see this now? I think you guys can. I'm going to wait just for a few seconds to make sure that, let's see, that you guys can see this. Um, if someone wants to just comment and say, yes, they can see it, that would be perfect. Because um, I was, we had some technical difficulties with the feed. And, Okay, so you guys can see this. Um, this is our refrigerant briefing for spring 2022 event. We are live um, and we will be getting started very shortly here, just waiting for um, everyone to make sure that you guys got the link. Okay. actually going to share it out into the, my Facebook feed real quickly. I'm sorry, my LinkedIn feed real quickly so you guys know where it is. Um, let me just post it out. Okay. All right. So I shared it out to my feed. We are live. We are discussing the refrigerant briefing for spring 2022 event. This is one of our most popular and favorite events that we host throughout the year. And so I'm really super excited that you guys um, took some time out of your Wednesday morning to join us here live from our podcast studio, where we will be discussing the top refrigerant insights that you and your team should know about for spring 2022. Um, basically, this is the event that helps keep you updated with the latest in the world of refrigerants. And we basically... Uh, our team curates and looks through um, refrigerant insights across the globe and curates um, the, the top and most important ones that we think you should know each quarter. And so this one is specifically focused on uh, spring 2022 and what's happened. Looks like you guys are in. I can see that there's um, some people that are actually watching the feed now. So I'm glad to know that you guys are in the live event. Um, sometimes what sometimes is a little iffy on sharing it out to the um, actual event page on LinkedIn. So um, instead, I'm just broadcasting it uh, directly through my LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn profile. So hopefully, you guys, there's no issues in terms of finding the link anymore. So um, 
But going back to it, yes, we host these um, refrigerant briefings each quarter. And um, we think these are the must-know items for uh, you and your, uh, your teams. Um, and really, these briefing events, um, they provide a bridge for those in the B2B and B2B, uh, B2C HVAC industry, um, including contractors, B2C and B2B marketing managers, as well as compliance and sustainability specialists. Um, in today's event specifically, we will be sharing um, the top five refrigerant events, uh, sorry, insights that you should know from spring 2022. So um, with that, we will um, get started and let's see. Okay, I think I just talked about that, but yes, um, so we are, these refrigerant briefings are perfect for um, those both in the B2B and B2C HVAC industry, including contractors, marketing managers, compliance, and sustainability specialists. Um, it's really to help keep you updated with the um, complex and fast-changing world of refrigerants and how it impacts the HVAC industry as a whole. Um, and so if you guys are not familiar with me, I'm Elizabeth Ortlieb, I am the director and CMO at Alpine Strategy, the leading industrial and contract marketer agency um, with nearly a decade of experience in the HVAC and refrigerant industry. I serve as the HVAC marketing team lead at Alpine and work with HVAC companies throughout the United States on their marketing programs. Okay. Okay, before we go into any of the details for today's discussion, I always like to include a legal disclaimer, which basically is just that the information provided in this webinar does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this webinar are for general informational purposes only. So now we are going to be talking about the top five refrigerant insights that you and your team should know from spring 2022 thus, um, thus far. And so um, the first here, the, 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 the list of the five um, insights that you should know, as you can see here on your screen, are um, what we'll be talking about today. Um, and number one on the list is that certain provisions in the AIM Act are currently being challenged. Number two is the um, new EPA SNAP rule um, related to um, 1234YF. Third on our list is the new IEC uh, 60335-2-40 uh, safety standard and um, how that is allowing for higher charge limits for flammable refrigerants and household appliances, including air conditioners and heat pumps. Number four is um, we'll be talking about possible F-gas revisions. Um, briefly have talked about this on social media, but uh, we have seen in the past couple of months um, an uptick in the conversations about um, possible F-gas revisions. Big emphasis on the possible part of that because of the fact that um, you know, obviously the, the F-gas uh, regulation in the EU is already quite stringent. Um, there was a proposal, I, I think, um, like I said, a couple of months ago, and it's been kind of circulating through various circles in the industry, but there has been quite some pushback on that one. But that's point number four. And the, la the last and final point of today's discussion is related to 
the Kigali Amendment ratification in the United States and providing a little bit of an update on that and as, as well as um, the revolving discussions um, related to the um, Kigali Amendment ratification status. So those are the things that we're focusing on, obviously, um, for today. But obviously, there's so much, um, so much activity happening worldwide in terms of refrigerants. Um, our team here at Alpine likes to keep track of it all for um, these HVAC companies that we are working with. So um, with that, I am going to go into um, more detail on uh, point number one and then move down through the list that you see here on the screen. Um, if you guys have any questions um, throughout um, or just want to, you know, join in the discussion, please feel free to comment. And um, we are live, so it's um, it's it's nice to obviously have engaged um, commenters. <laughs> so, okay. So the, the first part of today's um, discussion is... Um, you know, the first item on our list of the top five refrigerant insights that you need to know is the fact that certain provisions in the AIM Act are currently being challenged. And if you guys have joined us for any of our previous events throughout the year, you might may have already been caught up on this, but um, the AIM Act is the U.S. Refer HFC refrigerant phase down um, regulation. And it is arguably one of the most important uh, refrigerant regulatory updates that our industry has seen in the United States in the past 30 years or so. So you know, that that alone pro probably makes us put it um, very close to the top of refrigerant insights that you need to know. Um, and like I said, we've talked about the details in um, previous refrigerant briefing events, as well as um, AIM Act in 2022 part one, which is available on our YouTube. So if you want to get caught up on the um, details and nuances of the AIM Act in 2022 thus far, I would recommend um, going to our YouTube and kind of getting a primer on the AIM Act. But for today, I really want to focus on the uh, provisions in the AIM Act that are currently being uh, challenged. Um, if you guys are, and you're probably like, oh, there's there's like there's things being challenged related to this already. And yes, there are actually. Um, it's a, a you know, if, if for anyone that's read the first final rulemaking, which was published in October of 2021 last year, the this first rulemaking is uh, super it's super dense, actually. Um, it's known as the HFC allocation rule. And, um, you know, among many things, the rulemaking um determines uh, production and consumption baselines, which um, allows for, you know, production and consumption decreasing consistently with the phase down schedule, as you can see kind of up on the, up on the screen currently. It also um, established an initial approach to calendar year allowances, as well as some record keeping and reporting requirements for um, certain, uh, for certain companies. Okay, but the part of, um, the today's discussion, what I'm trying to get at here is that we get the fact, you probably get the fact that, okay, there is this phase down schedule. They're phasing down HFC refrigerants over the next um, 15 years by nearly 85%. Uh, 85%. And however, the part that I think a lot of people um, 
do not fully realize is the fact that there are other provisions within this first final uh, rulemaking um, related to implementation compliance and enforcement of these requirements that um, are that are you know currently being challenged and they are controversial and why is that well um, specifically the first rulemaking calls out for a ban on the use of non-refillable cylinders as well as requiring the use of electronic tracking of HFC containers among um, among those um, among many things. Um, those two um, provisions that I mentioned related to the, the cylinder, the ban and the, the tracking, those are being challenged by um, several industry groups currently in, in court. So we can expect to see some activity on this um, in the summer. I think the, the date of like when to hear about what's going on with um, sort of the legal arguments is sometime in June. So we can expect to see some activity um, related to this non-refillable cylinder ban uh, sometime in June. So we can expect to see something um, definitely by our next refrigerant briefing in the fall, but most certainly by our next AMACT event, part two. So we will provide you guys an update on this. Um, and on my social media, I've actually conducted like numerous polls and also just talking with um, certain stakeholders in the industry. There's a lot of interest with this and some definite frustration. Um, if you look at it, um, the non-refillable cylinder uh, weighs a lot less than the refillable cylinder weighs. So there's kind of this big question of like, okay, with a refillable cylinder, it's over 50 pounds. So you have to kind of adjust for that, for people that are lifting, pulling it or carrying it. So it's kind of a big question mark. And then additionally, um, there's a, another big question about, hey, where would these refillable cylinders be made? Because the AIM Act and the title of it alone kind of talks about the fact that, you know, we're trying to support domestic manufacturing in the United States. So there's a big, big question about, okay, so where are these refillable cylinders going to be made? So not to mention, we also are already experiencing a lot of supply chain issues in the industry. And so, you know, kind of requiring um, this new um, refillable cylinder in the, you know, it's kind of happening quite soon here over the next five years. Um, that's kind of adding an additional layer of complexity and issues. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of see where this, uh, where this, this challenge for the AMAC goes. Um, and I think it's a good uh, way to kind of start today's discussion off is the, the, the first item on our list about the AMAC being challenged because, you know, obviously there's a lot of movement in the world of um, refrigerants, but I think a lot of times there's so many different viewpoints and um, supporters and opponents of certain things that a lot of the um, big picture gets lost. And so at Alpine, I think our one of our main goals with these events is that we're providing guys like a big picture and sort of a, a round table discussion so that all sides are um, considered. And I mean, I think it's super important when we're seeing so many different changes that are happening on a global basis. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes we can get very 
lost in our silos or thinking pro siloed thinking processes. So with that, I just wanted to talk about the, um, you know, this, the challenge with the AIM Act. So, and while we're on the topic of uh, refrigerant regulatory updates in the United States, I also wanted to briefly, really, excuse me, briefly mention another important update with um, a new EPA snack rule, which is related to 1234 YF for certain non-road vehicles. So that's that. Um, I'm kind of realizing too, let's see here. Okay. Just change my slides here. Um, so EPA, there's a new, in May of 2022, the EPA SNAP program published a new rule, Rule 24. Um, and basically it lists um, 1234YF, <laughs> by the way, it should say 1234YF on the screen. Um, as acceptable subject to use conditions for motor vehicle air conditioning systems in certain non-road vehicles, such as agriculture, certain agricultural tractors, as well as um, certain like construction forestry and mining equipment. And the reason we're mentioning this new SNAP rule, EPA SNAP rule 24, is the fact that we will likely be seeing um, more 1234YF in non-road vehicles in the near and long term. And it's kind of very similar to the transition we've seen um, from 134A to 1234YF in our own personal cars. So this is definitely a part of the uh, refrigerant transition discussion that's, um, that's ongoing. Okay, so we've talked briefly about the um, two re refrigerant regulatory updates in the United States. Point three on our list of the top five refrigerant insights that you and your team should know for spring 2022 and heading into the cooling season for uh, summer 2022 is the new IEC safety standard for um, that allows for higher charge limits um, for flammable refrigerants and household appliances. So in April, um, a final draft of the new edition of IEC 60335-2-40 um, was approved. And this is a major milestone for uh, the industry. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of obviously talk about this for years, actually. It was um, over five years in the making for this uh, revised edition of the safety standard. Um, it essentially allows for higher charge limits for flammable refrigerants and residential applications, um, including household air conditioners and heat pumps. And so uh, we can, so you're thinking A2L, A2, and A3 refrigerants, and how it allows for higher charge limits, um, it's pretty complex, but basically it's done through requiring that certain safety measures are followed. Um, we can expect the final publication of this rule sometime later this summer. And you have to keep in mind, too, that this is just the start. Um, this new edition of the standard will have to be adopted by individual countries. So it, this will take numerous years. And how long that will take is sort of the big question. Um, you know, for example, in the United States, we would have to work in the... Um, we'd have to work in this into our corresponding UL 
anyone have any questions or anything? Okay. So point number four on our list, and let's see, is the possible FGAS revisions. So in April, the EU published a new proposal to revise and strengthen the FGAS regulation, um, EU regulation 517-2014. So basically, um, this proposal contains equipment prohibitions, GWP limits, and more aggressive quotas. Uh, I think early on in the broadcast, I mentioned the fact that uh, a lot of people seem to agree that the FGAS regulation is already pretty stringent. Um, this proposal is wanting to be even more aggressive than the current the, the current state of it, and it wants to accelerate the phase down with more aggressive quotas. I mean, the current one, I think, cuts HFC use by nearly more than 80% by 2030. So this proposal I, is hoping to kind of go beyond that. Um, and this is really, I want to emphasize the, the possible here and in, um, in terms of like where this is going to go. Our team is watching this one. This is kind of a definitely like a to be determined type situation. I mean, industry groups, many of them have actually called this into question and they state, hey, the proposal can actually um, detrimentally affect the adoption of heat pumps, um, which they're trying to, you know, obviously, you know, um, they're obviously trying to aim for as well as, you know, adopting heat pumps and that kind of thing for, you know, lowering um, emissions and, and that kind of thing. So seems like there's going to be some more discussion about this before any final revision that may happen related to um, EU regulation 517-2014. Um, when that does, obviously we'll, we'll loop you guys back into this in our next refrigerator briefing. Um, but for now, I think that this is sort of a very possible and lots of question marks. Um, nonetheless, I think if you if you want to kind of I can I, if you want to, you know, be pointed in the direction of like some more information about this, feel free to shoot me an email, Elizabeth at alpinestrategy.com. And we can um, sort of go into the nitty 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 ditty, sorry, nitty gritty details of this this specific point number four um, for today's discussion. So our last and final um, refrigerant insight that you and your team should know is related to the Kigali Amendment. Um, so I think uh, there's a, a lot of people probably kind of wondering, you know, what is going on with the Kigali Amendment ratification status in the United States? And obviously, you know, there is some implications, you know, when, if and when the United States adopts um, the Kigali, uh, sorry, it ratifies the Kigali Amendment. And um, so that's the reason why we've included it on the, the last and final point of the top five refrigerant insights that you should know for spring 2022. And the reason why I said that, you know, there's big implications behind this, obviously, is the Kigali Amendment is the global HFC phase down treaty. And so um, the United States has yet to adopt it. Um, but obviously there are, you know, 
really not trying to say one way or the other here. It's just that um, we've yet to adopt it, basically. Um, now, in May, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee uh, did vote to send the Kigali Amendment to the Senate floor for ratification. So we can expect a, um, you know, a Senate floor vote at some point, um, you know, seems likely, you know, sometime in, in the near future. Um, no word really yet on when that vote would happen. Um, when it, it, you know, when it did, when it does happen, it will require a two thirds majority in the Senate. Um, now, and that's a big ask actually for, you know, two thirds, obviously a two thirds majority vote. Um, and another thing I'll mention too, is that there are some opponents obviously raising questions about how this would impact um, refrigerator prices, equipment prices and repair prices. Um, obviously we're already grappling with rising, you know, rising costs, including refrigerator prices. And if you guys were on the AIM Act in 2022 part one event, we also talked about the big 2024 compliance date um, for residential HVAC um, and how there's a lot of different things that are happening all leading up to that 2024 compliance date. And if you add this all, if you add this kind of element of um, these rising prices to it's, it's kind of getting super complicated. Um, so there's definitely some very tough issues to grapple with related to this Kigali amendment ratification. Uh, I think the manufacturing side of the industry, uh, sort of, you know, they've been really strong about the, um, Kigali amendment, but we also have to consider, you know, Hey, um, making sure that people fully are fully understand, um, you know, especially on the contractor side of things where, where this is going. And so we, you know, communicating that and um, building awareness around around this, because um, obviously, you know, if it's going to impact impact so many different diverse stakeholders, uh, I think it's important to really uh, make sure that everyone has um, a basic understanding and awareness of where this may lead. And hopefully, um, with that understanding, we can sort of hedge against these various, um, you know. I don't want to say problems per se, but, you know, these these various um, issues like price increases and possible price increases or something like that, that, you know, that could happen. So. Um, so that is the um, top five refrigerant insights for spring uh, 2022. Um, I really appreciate you guys taking um, time this morning to join us live here Um for this event. Um, I really appreciate, uh, you know, obviously you guys listening throughout this. I know it was um, super dense um, in a very short amount of time, but uh, we are the uh, leaders in um, HVAC and refrigerant marketing uh, worldwide. And so we're really here to help you guys um, position your brand, no matter, you know, what angle exactly you're trying to get at in terms of these issues and really helping you more effectively reach your target audience um, through uh, robust and innovative marketing programs. That concludes today's discussion on the top of Virginia Insights. Um, I think you guys are really well prepared to go into peak cooling season with these insights, and we will be back soon for our AIM Act in 2022 Part 2 event. If you're interested in being updated on um, our latest and greatest events, 
please um, join our newsletter 